0: hey strangers welcome to season two episode seven of the strange sessions i am krista and with me is kurt Last, see, this is our second take.
1: <laughs> our third take because. Oh, third you, take! Full <laughs> disclosure. Chris debauched the- I
0: did. I, I effed it up big time. She
1: messed up sessions and seven, which is understandable. Yep.
0: And then Kurt shut his microphone off with no no. Yeah, I accidentally <laughs> shut
1: my microphone off, so the second take was just Krista talking and For talking to nobody. Minutes. Talking <laughs> For and five and minutes. Talking to nobody. Anyway, but hey, she caught it, I which did. is a oh, good thing. Thank God. We're still noobs at this. Yeah, you know, totally. We're, we're, <laughs> we're getting there.
0: Five minutes in instead of an hour. and five minutes. Oh,
1: could you imagine if we would have done the whole episode? Oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> so would I? Is it? Am I spiking? Yeah, you're right totally now? spiky. It's okay. good. It's all That's, good. I don't know if that has to get marked explicit because it sounded no, sort of dirty.
0: I could swear again. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I swore last time. Yeah, so. there was swearing last oh, time. So,
1: yeah.
0: so yeah, it's a it's a beautiful day here, and was actually it is a beautiful day here. It in is Wisconsin. really nice the today. The sun is shining. I think it's considering in the 50s. that
1: like a couple days ago we had a blizzard.
0: Yep. Like, what did you get in Manitowoc?
1: Thirteen, a little over thirteen inches of snow, I believe.
0: Sheboygan wasn't as bad, but my parents live up north, and they got thirty. No, like,
1: but. Three zero. Yeah, like Britney, uh, stranger. Britney's on was uh, posting pictures where her patio door was up halfway. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean they got It's April. Yeah, people. they got almost I think two feet of snow in some places. Yeah, so totally. It was crazy. Yeah, and my then,
0: parents live in the Green Bay area, and it is the second largest snowfall ever yeah, recorded in history. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. And then a week from that day, it's supposed to be like sixty-five. So it's just yeah. weird. That's Wisconsin. Typical Wisconsin weather. It totally is. But we made it to the studio today. Yeah, and we do have some housekeeping to take care of. Oh boy, do we have some housekeeping! Yeah, things have been pretty crazy since the last episode. We've <laughs> had a ton of new listeners. Uh huh. And a couple trolls on Facebook yeah. or on or a,
0: YouTube. A couple I, trolls
1: on YouTube. I've
0: come to the conclusion that that's where the trolls hang out. Is on yeah. YouTube. I mean, totally, totally. We can't like kick them out of our group. No. You know, we. It's not like we have control over what they can say but
1: one of them really wants me to get rid of Krista yeah which is understandable being a you know she was accused of being a millennial
0: yep and I just wanted to also mention that this person spelled millennial wrong the first time <laughs> and then they edited the post and they spelled it wrong again but they made adjustments to it but it's still not spelled correctly so I just think it's really funny because they insulted me for being less than intelligent and they can't spell millennial <laughs> even after two tries <laughs> That's. But I wanted to thank the strangers. You guys have been so supportive. And I don't know. We do this for you, not for the trolls on YouTube. So yeah. And for ourselves, because we kind of ac- like doing this. I was
1: accused of sounding like I was masturbating during the yeah. episode. So good, I good literally have no idea what that <laughs> is about. <laughs> You know, like I to... said, like I said in the take, we just, <laughs> we just botched. I don't know. I might've been eating something really good during the taste test. And yeah. I've been told that might my... have been the PB&J soda. Oh, that might've been, I've been, told that, I've been told that when I, when I eat something, I like it, that comparison. It like you're having an orgasm. Yeah. That comparison is there. So I don't know. I, whatever they meant. I wasn't. I'm Krista's here with me. I'm uh, not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. we'd
0: be doing this via Skype if that were happening. Yeah, no, <laughs> so I was
1: not doing anything of the sort.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff.
1: But no, we've had a ton of new listeners. So a lot of our friends, uh, the strangers, have posted, you know, posted the link to the podcast in other groups. Yeah, so that's we're starting awesome. to get a lot of new listeners.
0: Picking up some people from Reddit.
1: Yeah, which we got is another cool. Canadian fan, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And uh, one of the people from Reddit, I, I we said we weren't going to do this, but I went and read all the comments because I just have I to didn't, know. But I didn't. they were all actually everybody was really nice. The criticism they gave was constructive, and one of the guys who kind of actually wrote a long piece about I think the sound wasn't right, and there were a we couple know of the other sound things. wasn't really yeah. good in the
1: first couple episodes. I
0: hope I hope we've we've worked that out. But anyway, he's an uh, if my microphone's home. on, we should be doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> As long as the microphones, ever are good. But anyway, that guy is an avid listener now. He gave us another shot, and he loves the taste test part. And we'll we'll kind of call you all out in a little bit. We're going to welcome our new strangers. Yeah, we're. I'll butcher everyone's name <laughs> to the best of my abilities. With
1: a lot of the with a lot of the comments that people left, we're going to kind of shift some stuff around on the podcast. We think.
0: Yeah, we asked for your feedback, and we're listening. Yeah,
1: so. and and one of the biggest complaints—I <laughs> mean, not a complaint, but one of the biggest things that people said—is that. There's a lot of pre-show, chit-chat. I mean pre-topic chit-chat. Blather. And then I just thought that was funny because I dislike podcasts that do that where I have I to sit too. and listen to really the host for 25, the, 25, 30 minutes.
0: And that's what one of the pers- people on Reddit said they were 25 minutes in and we hadn't gotten to the topic yet. And I totally cringed when I read that yeah. because I was like, no way, we did that?
1: Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> so, okay. But it's hard to judge when we're sitting here talking yeah. how much time has passed.
0: We're going to try to make it more structured. Yeah, What we're going
1: to do is actually bring in a timer and we want to say that... In all of our episodes, we're going to do 15 minutes, you know, taste tests. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, news possibly. We're going to do 15 minutes worth of that. And once the 15 minutes is up, we're going right into the topic.
0: So that anybody wants to skip over that, you'll know. Just hit the 15-minute mark. And yep, just we'll go to 15 to minutes to
1: in and you can start. And then whatever's left, if we still have to talk about stuff, we'll do it at the end of the, the show. Yeah. Uh, the The viewer question or the listener question, we're going to move to the end of the podcast. Yeah. So that that should hopefully help with that kind of stuff. Cool. Yep.
0: Do but we no. want to talk about our strangers? Yes. Introduce our new strangers. Yes. Okay, I apologize in advance. <laughs> um but since our last episode,
1: we have Amber Rose. Yeah, yeah, I know Amber. She uh does the trivia contest that oh, I sweet. talk about. Yeah, she's nice. awesome. Hi Amber.
0: So Stéphane Duchesny... <laughs> I apologize. So this is our our listener from Reddit who gave some really good constructive criticism, then gave us another shot, and now is an avid listener. He Thank Loves you. the taste test. He lives in Hong Kong, which is, I believe, our our farthest. I think that's away our listener. furthest away stranger. And he, but he's from Belgium. That's what his um his profile says.
1: So I've always wanted to see Belgium. Welcome. I think Belgium looks yeah, I really think it would pretty. be really cool.
0: So then we've got Jeremy Ritter, Misty Lindar, Peace, Anna Schrone. Jennifer Little, America Altore, <laughs> just guessing here, sorry, from Houston, Texas. Uh, Dwyla Shelley, very cool name, and she is our second Canadian listener. woo um, Canadians. Cam Myers. So thank you guys for joining. We're so excited to have new strangers.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for listening. And for all your feedback and, and for, for the all your rates. comments. Yeah, and we're getting really good ratings. So yeah, that's thank really you so cool. much.
0: At least someone likes us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I still don't get how I sound like I'm masturbating.
0: I don't know. Don't okay. think about it too All hard. All right. I'm not going to dwell on it. I don't think I'm slow and retarded. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it did bug me. I said it didn't bug me, but it totally bugged me. I
1: just didn't get the millennial comment. Where, what, I wonder what the person was listening to that set him off that <laughs> made him think you were a millennial.
0: Because I'm slow, apparently.
1: How are millennials slow? I have no idea. Is that like a the
0: fact is that, that they, is just that
1: like a general insult these days to call maybe? somebody a millennial?
0: I, and one of our listeners is a millennial, and he was like, well, "Stop blaming everything on millennials." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it either. And actually, I think the age span for technically for a millennial is quite large. Um, I'm, I always, I can never figure out what I am. I'm Gen X, maybe.
1: I thought I was Gen X, but then I thought we were also called the MTV generation. So I don't know. I don't know.
0: But I think that millennial can even be into their mid thirties. So really, I guess that's not that far off.
1: No, it is for you. I for just me sound <laughs>
0: very young and vibrant. Something I don't know. I'll take it as a compliment. I'm
1: nowhere near being a millennial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me neither. I'm, I don't know.
1: But yeah, we we've accepted the fact that we're going to get trolls at yeah, this point that's as fine. more people listen. But whatever. That's cool. It's entertaining if nothing else. Yeah. So now what? <laughs> <I don't
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone through. When do you want to do the taste test? Now are we doing it at the beginning? I think so. Okay.
1: Was there any news we had to report?
0: Well, there was that one picture that we that like. I think we're going to put that off thing. until the next time. That's fine. Yeah. No, I don't think there was any news then. Okay.
1: What other oh, housekeeping? You know what was they there?
0: did? We talk about the Slenderman murders
1: last a couple times ago because
0: they released photos now of the crime scene like the shirt the girl was wearing and
1: oh, we'll, do, we'll do that now when we talk about further housekeeping okay do we have any other housekeeping or i think that's pretty much it
0: well i was going to mention that i saw an article the other day i know we've talked about the slender man stabbings um here in wisconsin it was a case that happened two young girls i think they were 12 or 13 um tried to kill a classmate by stabbing her, I think 27 times, all in the name of Slenderman. Man. Um, but the recently released photos from the crime scene, and it is just like, it puts it in a totally different perspective. They it's one show, of those
1: things that you don't really grasp until you actually right. see like, the you photos. You see
0: her shirt just completely soaked in blood, and there's like little slits where the knives were going in, <sighs> and yeah, it's graphic. They showed a picture of the knife as well, but... One of the girls who uh, did the stabbing in handcuffs, and she's got blood on her coat and stuff. And it's yeah, Yikes. it just changes it changes your perspective on it a little I bit. I haven't when you seen see the pictures, photos.
1: and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah.
0: So anyway, if you're interested, Google it. The whole thing it. is it's just sad. There. I mean, everything. It really. Every, is. every
1: aspect of that is just sad.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Uh, there's been some more news stories. We're gonna follow those more next time. We're still going to keep the news we think at the beginning. I think the only thing we're really going to shift to the end is the viewer question. Yeah, or listener. I keep calling viewers <laughs> the listener okay. question. We're going to move to the end.
0: Cool. I'm cool and then with anything
1: that. else once the fifteen-minute timer goes ding.
0: If I'm mid-sentence, we're stopping. We're stopping, and yep. we're moving on to we are the stop. <laughs> we should have some kind of crazy alarm too that goes <laughs> we off. We'll
1: we'll come up with we'll something. something. We'll out. figure something out. Cool. But I'm just glad that we're getting good feedback. Me too. And And a lot of the things people are saying, it's like, yeah, why don't we do that? Or we should do that. I'm surprised how many people like the taste test.
0: Yeah, I am too, actually. I mean, I really enjoy doing it. But uh, yeah. It's funny, though, when I do listen back to the episodes with my husband, I find myself laughing so hard to the taste test. Really? I was here. Yeah, I'm the one doing the taste test. For some reason, it's really funny to listen to, it, and he gets a good laugh out of it, too. Should we so. get to today's taste test? Let's do it. We're going to do so- the
1: listener question at the end, <laughs> so now we're going to do... The, t- today's isn't really weird. Uh, the story about today's is that I actually bought it for myself and brought it to work, and I was sitting at lunch, and my friend with uh, Briar and Sherry... Sherry's one of our strangers, I was, okay. and Briar saw me with that, and she's like, Oh, she's like, I love that. Have you ever had that before? And I said, No. And she said, It's really good. So I figured I would just save it for us to try on nice. here. So then I hauled it back home. Better so be
0: good, Sherry. I'm holding you accountable. Breyer.
1: Sherry Brier. No, Brier's the one that said oh, it was. Oh, Brier. Brier said that it was really good. She's had it. Okay. Sherry said she's never had it before.
0: Fine, Brier. I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> Not Sherry. <laughs> Which one is a listener, though, Sherry? Sherry. Okay, that's why I got confused. Sherry, you tell Brier. <laughs> <I'm laughs> she, she hold them do. accountable. So
1: what we are trying today is. Ooh. Super snack time, pizza in a bag, pepperoni jerky. Wow. And that's what Breyer saw that. And she said, dude, that tastes just like a pizza. Well, I love jerky. She said you jerky. can taste the crust. She said, Really? You can taste it. She said it tastes like a pizza. Oh, I'm excited about so this. So I figured I would bring it in for us. There goes my diet. Want to get a picture? Yeah. Yeah, my diet's going to start this weekend. <laughs> so I got to find some more stuff for us to taste test.
0: I should keep an eye open, too. All right.
1: The weirder, the better, Of course. Of course. I adore pizza, so I'm thinking that I am going to like this no matter how it tastes. Okay, I got to... So the back of the photo. bag says Super Snack Time. And the Super Snack Time, Uh, Breyer showed me the, the YouTube thing, and what they do is they make, like, gigantic, like, snack foods out of other snack foods so make like a giant corn dog and they just make these huge <laughs> really? things so the back of the bag says super snack time is proud to present the most original twist on bagged meat ever <laughs> bagged meat, <laughs> bagged oh, that, meat. Sounds yeah, that sounds appetizing all of the cheesy and saucy zip of pepperoni pizza loaded into thick delicious pieces of pepperoni jerky it's unlike anything you've ever had before do us a favor stop reading and start eating yeah kurt okay we are gonna do that okay i'm ready it can't be bad. There's we no we
0: literally eat jerky every time we yeah, come here for the that's podcast. Like, so. That's one of our main
1: staples <laughs> for the podcast.
0: I'm ready. He's opening the bag. It's shaped like a pizza.
1: It is shaped like a piece well, of pizza. Well, a piece
0: of pizza. Yeah. A slice of... Oh, by the way, are you a pizza... You like your triangle pieces or square? Uh,
1: either. Either.
0: I like triangle. I kind
1: of like I square. I kind of no. like square.
0: I have to have a crust on every piece, and those middle pieces that are square don't have like you know the end crust on it. Can't get it open. Nope. Kurt, do you need me to open that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's not a jar, so. <clears throat>
1: it's got a, It's got like a thing you're supposed to tear, but I tore it the wrong way. Oh.
0: It's a hazard. Of the job. I don't know. I'm just trying to fill time. It smells time. just like does it pizza. smell good? Yep. Like pepperoni pizza? Yep. It'd be weird if it smelled like sausage pizza.
1: Grab a piece. <laughs> it smells just like pizza.
0: Oh, oh it's huge.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> ready?
0: Oh, it does smell like pizza.
1: Ready? Okay, ready? Yep. Go. Wow. Wow. That tastes...
0: Like pizza. Tastes exactly. It tastes exactly... like pizza that you took out of your fridge...
1: It tastes like cold. Like a like the next cold... day?
0: You can taste the crust.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know how they did that. This is bizarre. It's like it has a sauce. Mm.
0: It's like Ooh, really it's concentrated little... tomato. It's spicy. Oh, oh it is totally a little. it's <laughs> totally spicy. Oh, yeah. It... I love spicy food, though. Oh,
1: my God, I don't. <laughs> that is spicy.
0: Maybe it'll warm me up. I'm so cold. Mm, I think it's delicious. I'm a little pissed.
1: I didn't know it was spicy.
0: <laughs> Does it say it on the bag? No.
1: It doesn't say anything about spicy. Super snack time. Not everybody likes spicy things. This <laughs> seriously kind of harshed my mellow. That it's
0: <laughs>
1: spicy. It Harsh your mellow. It harshed my mellow. I'm annoyed that this I'm is so. I really
0: sp- want a marshmallow.
1: No, my mellow. <laughs> <laughs> harsh my harsh my mellow.
0: I like it, but I love love <gasps> spicy food. Chris gonna start crying soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that spicy, but I don't know it. if I can eat anymore. Mm. Why is it spicy? Because pepperoni is spicy. For sure. Oh, not like this.
0: <laughs> You're like my husband. He's such a wuss when it comes to spice. We'll be eating something and be like, oh my god, this is so spicy. And there's zero heat in I'm it. I'm so mad all.
1: because it's really good, but mm, I don't like that I it hurts it. my throat.
0: It is. It's very burny in the throat area. Those are my oh, technical foodie terms. Mm, I think it's delicious. Ugh, all right, I'm annoyed. One more piece. Wait, let me take a picture of what it actually looks like. It looks like a huge piece of pepperoni folded in half.
1: It's really spicy.
0: It's delicious.
1: No, it's not. Mm. I'm so annoyed.
0: Well, you tell Dwyer. (laughs) I can't seem to remember who this is. Dwyer, right? You tell Dwyer. What? (laughs) Briyer. Yeah, I am. Here?
1: The slow <laughs> It might be. <laughs> Guys, anybody interested in co hosting a podcast with me?
0: <laughs> as long as I don't know I'm slow, I think it's okay. It I'm like
1: actually really mad that that mm. is spicy because I wanted to like it. Mm. It's really good it's pizza delicious. wise, <laughs> but it hurts my throat.
0: Why is there a skull with crossbones on it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really into it.
1: Oh, my throat hurts. Okay, Cayenne Pepper is in the ingredients. <laughs> there you go. Oh whatever. I didn't get where in, I didn't get where I am in life by reading ingredient lists. <laughs> I'm annoyed. Oh. I'm just What are you gonna give it?
0: As far as jerky goes, I'd give that like a nine.
1: I would have given it a nine if it wasn't spicy. Mm. I am dropping it to an eight because they nom, did not nom, say nom, spicy nom. on the label. That's, if they would have they said, "Yeah," that's that's one it thing really that pisses me off anywhere. is that everybody that people make things thinking that everybody likes spicy foods.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I can't even handle the medium sauce at Taco <laughs> Bell.
0: <laughs> oh, so you don't buy? What's the really the really bad stuff at Taco no. Bell?
1: And that's the thing. Stop making peppers <laughs> that are so hot that it's like killing people and hurting people.
0: Hmm. Interesting. What?
1: That that just people, yeah, people are like doing these pepper challenges and I don't know if they're dying, but they're getting sick.
0: Those people are stupid. Well, yeah. (laughs) You don't blame the pepper. (laughs) No. Blame the dumb people. Well, still. That's like blaming Tide Pods for people's stupidity. Any hoozles.
1: I'm just angry now. Yeah, he's sulking. I'm I'm hangry and I'm sulking. Should I take a
0: picture of your sulky face right now? No. No.
1: (laughs) I wanted to like this and I didn't know it was gonna be spicy.
0: I love it.
1: It was Good pizza flavor-wise,
0: yeah, it. Ta- I could taste everything from the cheese. You to You can the taste crust. like the
1: sauce, the cheese.
0: It tastes like pizza that sat in your fridge overnight. Yeah, which it, I'm sorry, exactly that's delicious. Like. So,
1: it's not bad, but it's spicy.
0: Mm, my throat's still burning, and I yeah, don't love mine it. Mine is too. <clears throat> we make a product at work called yeah, so Hot is Spicy, and my anger, and it's my like- anger <laughs> is burning too.
1: <laughs> I hope we don't have to have any like spicy taste tests. Because I'm gonna be, but the thing is, I love wasabi. I love wasabi. I love that's horseradish. A totally different it's a bite, different though. kind of mm-hmm. of burny. That's not a throat burn. No. It's a tongue it's burn. It's like a, a, a sinus burn. a sinus burn. Yeah. Maybe that's how we go. Twenty five minutes before the podcast, like twenty of it is me bitching about something <laughs> or other,
0: <laughs> whining about how spicy turkey the the is. is. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well,
1: that was loud. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Can you talk? Do you need some water? I think so. No, okay.
1: I got my my bliss drink here. Hey, what are we talking about today? We are talking about harp, like a harpsichord, sort of, like that thing. Sort of, sort of like that. <laughs> okay, I guess harp, H A A R P, not A oh. A R P, which is stuff I'm starting to get in the mail now.
0: Because <laughs> so, you're not a millennial.
1: Yeah, no, I'm getting stuff for for A A R P and like erection medicine. Oh, yeah, that's so, delightful.
0: I'm not there yet.
1: No. I'm getting there. So today's main story is about HARP. So,
0: what does that stand for?
1: It stands for, let me start with what I've written. In a quiet Southern Eastern, okay, let me start over. (laughs) Maybe we should just both give it up. I'm not even gonna edit that out. <laughs> oh, why would you? In a quiet southeastern section of Alaska, there's a facility that has been the target of many conspiracy theories over the past few decades. This facility is the high frequency active Auroral Research Program, otherwise known as HARP. HARP was created in nineteen ninety three as a $290 million ionospheric research program jointly funded by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. After looking for a location that met all of their criteria, the 40-acre facility was finally built in Gakona, Alaska. That's where it is.
0: Okay. And the southern eastern part of it, southern eastern part of it, <laughs> the balmy area of Alaska.
1: <laughs> Using an extensive field of one hundred antenna, the HARP transmitters can send concentrated radio wave beams that can superheat the atmospheric layer. On your radio, a strong nearby radio station is probably fifty thousand to a hundred thousand watts. The HARP antenna array can produce three point six million watts. Wow! And I've heard reports of, or, I've heard reports of billions of watts. Wow. Put simply, the Harp array is a reversal of a radio telescope, transmitting instead of receiving. So, where a radio telescope is looking for yeah. for signs from outer space, this one is beaming really concentrated radio waves. Okay. Okay.
0: I have questions, but I'm sure you're going to get into it. I probably will. Okay.
1: According to the Harp Frequently Asked Questions section of their website, Ooh, they have a
0: FAQ. I love they it. They have a FAQ. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna call it harp, not H A R P. Thank you. Harp radio That's waves. That's gonna
0: add like 20 minutes. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I know. My throat is still burning. <laughs> harp radio waves heat the electrons and create small perturbations, which means agitations or disturbances. Thank you. That are similar to the kinds of interactions that happen in nature. Natural phenomena are random and are often difficult to observe with harp scientists can control when and where the perturbations occur so they can measure their effects it sounds and the first thing sturdy. that i thought was well, <laughs> the first thing that i thought was weird is using the word perturbations which means disturbances mm-hmm. you know because if you're saying you're making disturbances right away that's kind of a you know do you really want to do that right so i just thought that was kind of weird Uh, The ionosphere is the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that contains a high concentration of eons and free electrons. Or is it ions? Ions.
0: You're asking the slow one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Go start over. (laughs) The ionosphere is the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that contains... Start over again. The ionosphere is the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that contains a high concentration of ions and free electrons and is able to reflect radio waves. It extends from about 50 to 600 miles above the Earth's surface. Some of the things that HARP was created for was to study how the natural ionosphere affects radio. Okay, let me start over. Wow. <laughs> Some of the things that HARP were created for. No.
0: You skipped ahead or something.
1: No, I, I don't know if it's was or were.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Some of the examples of things that HARP was created for was to study how the natural ionosphere affects radio signals and GPS signals, to study the magnetosphere and Van Allen radiation belt, to generate VLF and ELF, which stands for very low frequencies and extremely... To generate VLF and ELF, which stands for Very Low Frequencies and Extremely Low Frequencies, which can be used for communications with submarines and for possible use in remotely searching for mineral content, and several other scientific experiments, including the creation of man-made northern lights, bouncing their signal off of both the moon and passing meteors to study or rate to study radio wave propagation and using the radio waves to detect the mineral makeup of the moon.
0: So far this all sounds very legitimate. Yeah, it does. Okay.
1: Until 2015, Harp was mostly owned and managed by the Air Force and Navy. Due to decreased funding in 2014, the site temporarily shut down. On August 11th, 2015, responsibility for the facilities and equipment was formally transferred from the US military to the University of Alaska Fairbanks and the facilities were made available for researchers on a pay-per-use basis. The 2018 spring research campaign to study the ionosphere took place April 16th through the 14th, so just like a couple weeks, like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yep.
0: So you can rent this place out now, it sounds like.
1: Okay. Right from the start, there were conspiracy theories about what exactly Harp was. People were confused as to why a scientific facility would basically be funded by and run by DARPA, the Air Force, and the Navy. The original HARP website said in its description of the project, quote, "This program's purpose is to provide a research facility to conduct pioneering experiments in ionospheric phenomena. The data obtained from the proposed research would be used to analyze basic ionospheric properties and to assess the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for communications and surveillance purposes."
0: So, communicating and surveilling and surveillance here on Earth. Yes. Okay.
1: The military also believed that HARP could replace the huge, extremely low frequency or ELF submarine communication system that is operating in Michigan and Wisconsin with a new and more compact technology. Mm. Yeah, I never knew that we had a no. ELF submarine signaling Where station. Where is it? I'm not even sure.
0: Lake Michigan. I mean, it's so. the only body of water that would be big enough, right?
1: I, bl- I believe so. I think it's. I think it's almost northern Wisconsin. I'll have to look that up.
0: That would be like Michigan. Yeah.
1: In 1998, the European Union called for an investigation into HARP's effect on the environment, people's health, and its potential as a devastating weapon. Hmm. The U.S. was invited to send representatives to the parliamentary meeting, but chose not to do so. Other countries have created ionospheric heating facilities and similar facilities, including Norway and Russia.
0: Oh, Russia. Yep. Norway is just. Here are some
1: of the theories that have popped up about Harp. Okay. And I'm not going to delve too much into these because, seriously, like every one of these could be an episode on its own. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I'm still and actually, some of these we are going to are going to be are going to be a topic. So this is just like a little hors d'oeuvre of (laughs) the whole. I'm having an hors d'oeuvre right now. (laughs) No, I'm not having any more I'm totally eating the rest of those jerky. Yeah, this is just an hors d'oeuvre of the Harp buffet. If this is something that you think (laughs) is really interesting, there's so many YouTube videos about Harp and about what they're doing and all that stuff that you're going to have no problem Googling stuff.
0: Well, if you're a stranger, Tom Napier posted some documents. Yeah, he posted
1: documents. I think it was Freedom of Information Mm Acts. He just posted those in our strangers group. If you're listening and you are not a member of our group, The Strangers on Facebook, join it. That's yeah. where all of the discussion happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
1: So here are some of the theories about HAARP. Uh, number one, and this is the big one that you're going to find when you're looking into harp, it is used to control the weather.
0: Oh, Okay, yep, now there, that you say that, there, I have yep, heard that. Yep,
1: there's a lot of people that believe that. As far back as 1958, the chief White House advisor on weather modification, Captain Howard T. Orville, said the U.S. Defense Department was studying, quote, ways to manipulate the charges of the earth and the sky and so affect the weather. By using an electric beam to ionize or deionize the atmosphere over a given area. Many people believe that Harp is carrying on this idea of creating, quote, weaponized weather. There are reports that physicist Bernard Eastland claimed that Harp includes technology based on his own patents that have the capability to modify and control the weather. In 1996, United States Air Force report titled Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025, states, Weather modification is a force multiplier with tremendous power that could be exploited across the full spectrum of war-fighting environments. From enhancing friendly operations or disrupting those of the enemy via small-scale tailoring of natural weather patterns to complete dominance of global communications and counter space control, Weather modification offers the warfighter a wide range of possible options to defeat or coerce an adversary.
0: This is in the 50s that that was?
1: That was actually later than that. But in the 50s, they were already talking about finding ways to control. So
0: we're talking like sending a tsunami somewhere. Yes. That's
1: exactly what they're talking about. That's terrifying, actually. The weather theory boils down to the belief that harp can induce a powerful and localized change in ionospheric temperature, and by directing these can cause drastic change to an area's weather. People believe that HARP was responsible for intense storms in countries including Iran, Haiti, Turkey, and the Philippines, and also for droughts in other countries. One of the main beliefs of the weather truthers is that the increase in devastating hurricanes over the past few decades was actually created by HARP. Some of the extreme weather truthers even claim that HARP caused Hurricane Katrina in 2005 to run a full test of its hurricane creation properties and to potentially wipe out poor black communities in an attempt to reduce the global population and to free up the land for other people's use. That's horrifying. People believe that Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma were created by Harp for the same purposes. They also believe that it was used to create Hurricane Gustav to prevent George Bush from appearing live at the Republican National Convention in two thousand and eight and that it was used to create stifling heat waves in two thousand and sixteen to help President Obama push through global warming legislation. Wow. Even as recent as last month, videos have surfaced of huge, strange square clouds that people believe are proof that HARP is manipulating the weather. There are a lot of people who post photos and charts online, claiming that there is often a huge power fluctuation at Harp right before a devastating disaster happens somewhere.
0: Hmm. Well, where? Oh, so, how are they getting that information?
1: I don't know, but I've I've looked at a lot of the charts a power that, yeah, that, like, you, where would that you get they're get measuring that. that they're, I'm not sure how they do it, but they're somehow measuring the power coming off of Harp, okay. and they notice that when there's a huge surge in the Harp power, like shortly after that, there's a disaster somewhere. Hmm. And that this is this is the big one about harp is that it is used to control the weather, uh, like when a hurricane is supposed to hit somewhere and it doesn't, people believe that that is them testing the steering hurricane steering steering that they're it. actually steering and directing where the hurricane goes, and that all these experiments they're doing are constantly perfecting their ability to control the weather.
0: I feel like why are they using it on their own people then?
1: Well, that's the thing is that some people think that they're maybe not capable of of controlling weather farther away, but then other people say that they did stuff in Haiti, right? You know, so
0: because Haiti it, had that devastating,
1: yeah, uh, and that is right? yeah. section number two, theory right. number two says that Harp is being used to create earthquakes. Some people believe that with its use of VLF and ELF, which is very low frequencies and extremely low frequencies. HARP can direct these frequencies straight into the Earth's mantle below a specific location, causing the ground in the area to resonate with the frequency and create an earthquake. In 2010, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez accused HARP of being the cause of the devastating earthquake in Haiti and said that the United States needed to stop playing God.
0: Oh my God. Yep. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: It's also being blamed for the 2011 Fukushima nuclear plant disaster. Data was released that shows some strange atmospheric anomalies over Japan just days before the massive earthquake struck. There was a detectable rapid heating of the ionosphere directly above the epicenter of the earthquake, which created the tsunami, which then resulted in the Fukushima plant meltdown disaster. Scientists believe, however, that the atmospheric anomalies were an effect of the upcoming earthquake rather than the cause. Hmm. So a lot of people think that this thing is being used to create earthquakes.
0: You know... As a short aside, living in Wisconsin sucks because of the snow that we just got. But we don't get earthquakes. Or tsunamis or hurricanes. Or tornadoes. We get tornadoes. We get tornadoes, but not not like in other areas in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But we just don't really have to worry about... You know hurricanes mm-hmm. and things like that. I love it.
1: In just January 23rd of this year, there was a 7.9 magnitude earthquake in Alaska, and a lot of people believe that that was caused by Harp. A lot of people say that well, it happened because it was close to where Harp is, but the, but the epicenter of the earthquake was actually 600 miles huh. away from from Harp. But still, a lot of people say that that was is it really responsible. rare
0: for uh, earthquakes sure. in Alaska. I'm
1: not sure, but. If this is true, uh, it's, it's, it's not a big stretch to believe that all they need to do is find a fault line sure. and agitate it enough with the frequency where the, it resonates and mm-hmm. yeah. it causes an earthquake.
0: I mean, I can sort of buy into it.
1: Yeah, so that's theory number two is that it's being used to create earthquakes. Okay. Theory number three, it's being used for mind control. Ooh. A lot of this hinges on U.S. patent US 5159703A which is titled Silent Subliminal Presentation System. And this is an actual patent. Okay. I looked this up online and this actually is a patent. <clears throat> okay. The description for the patent reads: A silent communication system in which non-audio carriers in the very low or very high audio frequency range or in the adjacent ultrasonic frequency spectrum Are amplitude or frequency modulated with the desired intelligence message and propagated acoustically or vibrationally for for inducement directly into the brain, typically through the use of loudspeakers, earphones, or transducers? The modulated carriers may be transmitted directly in real time or may be recorded and stored on mechanical, magnet, or optical media for delayed or repeated constant transmission to the listener. Rumors say that it was used during Operation Desert Storm against Iraqi troops to induce in them feelings of hopelessness and despair that resulted in mass surrenders. People think that this technique has been perfected and improved and that Harp is using its low-frequency waves to transmit these messages to regions, small groups, and even individual people. Uh, subliminal, though, is different from mind control. Right. Subliminal is more...
0: Inserting a flash of something in a commercial. Inserting a flash
1: of something and, like... Swing your suggestion. opinion, like suggestion, yeah. and not actual. Do this mind Implanting, control, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But a lot of this is tied in with the extremely low frequency stuff, which uh, Tom Napier talked about on the Strangers page, and it's really fascinating stuff. But I don't want to get too. That's a rabbit hole you can totally go down. <laughs> yeah, and All I want to save. I want to save a lot of that for. We're going to do an episode on mind control, and I want to save a lot of that for that episode.
0: Okay.
1: But. Dr. Andrea Pulerik is believed to have studied the effect of extremely low frequencies on humans, finding out that a 7.83 Hz frequency made a person feel good, producing a pleasant altered state. This frequency, 7.83 hertz, is also known as the Schumann Resonance, and people often refer to it as, quote, Earth's Heartbeat since this frequency surrounds us in the space between Earth and the ionosphere. Hmm. Dr. Puharik also discovered that a 10.80 hertz frequency causes riotous behavior, and a 6.6 hertz frequency causes severe depression. Rumors say that Russians experimented with extremely low frequencies and began zapping the U.S. Embassy in Moscow in 1976, focusing on a frequency which is believed to put people into a semi-hypnotic state. Russians and North Koreans are rumored to use this in portable mind-control machines to extract confessions, and it's been said that a machine... Oh, I'll wait for you to get done.
0: <laughs> to post on Instagram. Yeah. Okay.
1: Ready? And it's been said that a machine producing these frequencies was even found hidden in an American church in order to help put the congregation into a more blissful, suggestive state.
0: I mean, it sounds pleasant.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the the
0: how do I get me one of those?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's people that do. There's generators that people. Well, you actually, can download frequencies. Yeah, that you, yeah, can, you can actually to. listen to this 7.83 hertz tone. Hmm. But a lot of people say, and there's there's a lot of proof that that we are affected by frequencies, by electric, by
0: well, think of electromagnetic. Yeah.
1: By electromagnetic frequencies, by radio frequencies, and these extremely low frequencies. You know, it makes sense because the brain is electrical and, you're, and you're, mm-hmm. you're zapping it with this radio wave. So, there's a lot of people that believe that HARP is being actually used in, in, a, in a sense, mind control in a sense, not so much telling you to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can maybe affect the way you feel and that kind of stuff. It's influencing yeah. more. But that's a big one, too, is a lot of people believe it's mind control. Okay. Theory number four is that HARP brought down the space shuttle Columbia. A lot of harp conspiracy a lot of HARP conspiracy theorists link HARP to the loss of the space shuttle Columbia in February 2003. It's believed that it was the first real directed target practice of the system and that since the system was relatively new, it had to be tested on something closer than a foreign country. There are also theories that both the Challenger and Columbia crew are still alive and that the shuttles were actually sent up empty in order to test weaponry oh but boy. that's a story for another episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. that'd be one hell of a huge conspiracy yeah
1: yeah but there's a i listened to the uh
0: it's like people who think the sandy hook thing was a hoax i listened to the sofa
1: king episode about that and there's pictures of people that look exactly like everybody has a doppelganger with with the same last names and stuff like that so it's it's there's a lot of people that believe that yeah i'm not saying that i do but there are a (laughs) lot of people that believe that those went up empty and were destroyed Theory number five, Harp's experiments caused the Mandela effect.
0: Ooh, I like this one.
1: Yep. Now, there's two separate theories for this. Theory number one is that, much like CERN with the Large Hadron Collider, that Harp did something that it shouldn't have and screwed up reality as we know it. Okay. And and it caused parallel universes to bleed through and stuff like that, and that's what's causing the Mandela effect. We discussed that back in our Mandela effect episode. But theory number two in that is that the brain is electrical, so radio waves could very well affect it. In this theory, the Mandela effect isn't a parallel universe situation, but it's more a matter of people implanting false memories or reprogramming our memory using HARP, and it's often attributed to the Illuminati or New World Order.
0: Well, and I've heard that. Yeah, theory I think we of even talked effect. about that. I think
1: we've even talked. I don't about think that. HARP
0: came into it, but no, just but it that was it was the idea that the Illuminati memories, or New World yeah. Order
1: or Freemasons or. Knights mm-hmm. Templar or whatever secret society you <laughs> want to pick. The Lions Club, whoever. <laughs> yeah, the Elks. That, the they're, Elks. Uh, that they're experimenting with how to implant actual fake memories in mm-hmm. people, and that's what the Mandela Effect is, and that people think that Harp is actually doing this.
0: Jiffy, mm-hmm. Jiffy, mm-hmm. peanut butter. <laughs>
1: Chiffy. Theory number six. We just discussed this. People believe that Harp caused Malaysian flight MH370 to crash. Oh, really? Yeah. Theorists believe that Harp either accidentally or purposely affected the radar system, communications, and or passengers and crew of the flight, causing it to go off course.
0: We don't know that it crashed.
1: No, Just we don't.
0: That's interesting. That didn't come up in my research. Yeah. That, that, but we that, all know that, I'm not the greatest, <laughs> that's, greatest that's, researcher. That's
1: actually popped up quite a bit for, with the Harp <laughs> stuff is that okay. people suspect you know at this point i'll just say basically people are finding any well, weird right, thing yeah. and attributing it to harp
0: my question is always why why yeah. that flight yep. why you know yep. what's the purpose just yep. testing you're taking you're risking or destroying a lot of lives just yeah. for tests
1: yeah but if it's as nefarious as you know it's nothing for them to to do that but they're testing they're sure testing a lot of stuff
0: yeah on innocent people
1: and the final theory theory number 8 Harp is responsible for all of this because it is a super weapon. It is built as a super weapon. And a lot of this hinges on Nikolai Tesla.
0: Okay.
1: When Nikolai Tesla died in nineteen forty-three, and we're not going to get too much into him because like we could actually do a whole episode <laughs> about him. Yeah. When Nikolai Tesla died in nineteen forty-three, the FBI seized his scientific papers and notes, and we just discussed that in the John Teter episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1958, military application of Tesla's little-known methods of electromagnetic manipulation of Earth's atmosphere were already underway. The White House advisor on weather modification to President Eisenhower reported that the Department of Defense was studying ways to manipulate electrical charges of the Earth and sky in order to manipulate the weather for purposes of, natural, of national defense, which we, I said at the beginning of the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's really <laughs> bizarre that people would even think about this stuff. Yeah. How can how can we manipulate the weather to use it as a weapon? Like, yeah, but if, who you, think about it, if you
1: think about it, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. In 1935, at his annual birthday party slash press meeting, a 79-year-old Nikolai Tesla related a story where he claimed that a version of his seven-inch long... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh. <laughs> Nikolai... Sorry. 79 year old Nikolai Tesla related a story where he claimed that a version of his seven inch long, two pound mechanical oscillator was Still ab- dirty, <laughs> was able to cause extreme vibrations and structures and even started a minor earthquake in downtown New York City. So, who knows how to work? What's New thing. York
0: City a euphemism for? <laughs> downtown, Alrighty, New City. oh boy.
1: So that the first one ties in with the weather stuff, and yeah. the second one ties in with the earth, earth earthquake stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, MythBusters actually did an episode where they tested out his earthquake machine.
0: Like they recreated it, or they yeah had they recreated it, earth- and okay. what it is
1: basically is like a little device that I believe it like pounded the ground. Okay, and then when the you know, the vibration came back, it detected that frequency and it modulated its frequency so that it resonated with that to create an even bigger oh. pound the second time. Okay. And they were trying to like shake a bridge or destroy a bridge and they didn't destroy the bridge, but they were able to detect these like little mini tremors for quite a distance away. Wow. Uh, Tesla claimed that given enough time, he would be able to crack the earth in half, oh, which isn't a pleasant <laughs> thought. No.
0: So the thing is, though, they're not triggering an earthquake; they're just making earthquake-like tremors. Yes, there's a difference between. Yes, that.
1: there is. Yes, there is.
0: That's something you can control. Yeah. An earthquake you can't control.
1: But with the same thing, if if you had a fault line and you were right, able if you to were near smack a fault it line, with yeah. with a like those something, and then shift. you could use that the extremely low frequencies to. You know, it's like a, a tuning fork or the commercial with sure. the opera singer that vibrates the glass so mm-hmm. much that if you're able to get that frequency to resonate, you're able to shake it so much that it does cause an earthquake. Mm-hmm. So there actually is a basis, a scientific basis behind this. You know, but he had a seven-inch... feel inch- like they haven't proven it yet, yeah. though, that yep. it
0: actually works.
1: Nikolai Tesla claimed to have invented a quote death beam, which he called Teleforce.
0: Is he like Dr. Evil?
1: He's a really, really interesting <laughs> yeah. guy. They have that show right now where they're trying to recreate his death ray.
0: Hmm.
1: I think it's on the History Channel. Okay. Uh, he called this death beam Teleforce in the 1930s and continued the claim up until his death. He said, quote, My apparatus projects particles, which may be relatively. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs>
0: Why is everything so, I don't so know. dirty? He's,
1: he said, My apparatus projects particles which may be relatively large or of microscopic dimensions, enabling us to convey to a small area at a great distance trillions of times more energy than is possible with rays of any kind. Many thousands of horsepower can thus be transmitted to, by a stream thinner than a hair, so that absolutely nothing can resist it. Tesla proposed that a nation could, quote, destroy anything approaching within 200 miles and provide a wall of power in order to make any country large or small, impregnable against armies, airplanes, and any other means of attack. Hmm. There are people who think that that's one of the functions of Harp is to create either a death beam to knock out satellites, airplanes, or even UFOs, or to create a sort of barrier to prevent incoming missiles, giant meteors, or alien attacks.
0: Hmm. I hope they've got it facing North Korea.
1: I <sighs> hope so too. A 1995 book called Angels Don't Play This Harp by Gene Manning and Dr. Nick Begich claimed that harp is a super weapon that is capable of doing all these things. And I thought this next part was super interesting. While looking through possible patents being used at harp, Begich found several patents for things similar to what he believed to be happening at harp, even though harp itself was never named. Some of the descriptions for these patents include such descriptions as, quote, With this device, it is possible not only to interfere with third-party communications, but to take advantage of one or more such beams to carry out a communications network, even though the rest of the world's communications are disrupted or out. To put it another way, what is used to disrupt another communication what is used to disrupt another's communications can be employed by one knowledgeable of this invention as an actual communication network at the same time hmm. you know so we would be able to knock out like russia's communications but we're using with the with the same thing that we use to knock out their communications we would use that to be able to communicate with ourselves hmm. okay another patent said quote Weather modification is possible by, for example, altering upper atmosphere wind patterns by constructing one or more plumes of atm- one or more plumes of atmospheric particles which will act as a lens or focusing device. Another one, and I thought this one was really interesting, and I actually looked this one up a lot online. and then for this one, this one says, this device. With this device, large regions of the atmosphere could be temporarily lifted to an unexpectedly high altitude so that missiles encounter unexpected and unplanned drag forces with resultant destruction. And, and when I looked this up online, a lot of people said, like, imagine the atmosphere as a balloon. Kay. And imagine this beam or whatever as a thumb pushing up on the balloon, pushing it up.
0: But only small areas.
1: Some, they could do this with How? an area of the atmosphere. They could actually push the ionosphere or whatever up. And because it would be higher than the missiles are planning, that it would screw up the missiles, and it would actually cause the missiles to explode before they're supposed to. It would actually slow the missiles down, huh. which is really interesting. And
0: It's hard to wrap your head it around. It is hard to wrap your head around,
1: <laughs> but basically they're using some kind of, of beam or system to, to artificially push the atmosphere up higher than it's supposed to be.
0: This stuff makes me think of things like EMPs, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of stuff about EMPs, a lot of talk about EMPs. He also found other patents for things such as creating nuclear-sized explosions without radiation, power beaming systems, over-the-horizon radar system detections for missiles-carrying nuclear warheads, creating EMP previously only producible by a thermonuclear detonation, and most alarmingly, a system for manipulating and disturbing human mental processes through pulsed radio frequency radiation over large geographic areas. Hmm. Other things attributed to HARP include Gulf War syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, mass animal die offs, and the 1996 crash of TWA Flight 800. Wow. Two Georgia men were arrested on drug charges in November 2016 and were also charged for reportedly plotting an attack on the facility. The Coffey County Sheriff's Office said that the men possessed a massive arsenal, including an AR-15 rifle, Glock handguns, a Remington rifle, and thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition. According to police, the men wanted to destroy Hart because they believed the facility manipulated the weather, controls minds, and even traps the soul of people. Police say that the men confessed that, quote, God told them to go and blow this machine up that kept souls so the souls could be released. Sure. Mm-hmm. Austin Baird, writing in the Alaska Dispatch, said, What makes HARP susceptible to conspiracy criticism is simple. The facility doesn't open its doors in the same way as other federally funded research facilities around the country, and it doesn't go to great effort to explain the importance of its research to the public. In 2016, in response to these claims, the University of Alaska Fairbanks Geophysical Institute, which manages a facility, announced that HARP will host an annual open house in August, allowing visitors to tour the complex
0: all the doors will be locked yeah <laughs> stay in this hallway <laughs> it's like visiting so that area is basically
1: harp in a nutshell that's a lot of the the theories about harp and like I said we didn't delve too much into each of those because we are going to mm-hmm. be discussing a lot of these in length
0: it does sound like a, the catch-all for yep. you know it's to blame for everything yeah
1: I, and that's what conspiracy theorists do is that they draw lines between, where there are where none. Where there are none. Between, <laughs> I'm not saying that some of these no,
0: things and that, aren't th- possible. No, that's the thing.
1: So basically, this is a section where, yay or nay, what do you think that it is a...
0: I feel like it's possible that some of these things could be happening. I, that there's scientific basis behind Yeah, there's scientific
1: it. basis behind a lot of this. and
0: I, I'd like to know the why. You know, what's well, the out, what's the end? You know, what are they trying to get at yeah, here?
1: Yeah, and like a lot of the stuff I read, DARPA doesn't really get involved with something unless it's big. I mean, it's it's something... Big, big, hmm. and the fact that they wanted in on this thing, which all it's supposedly doing is heating the ionosphere, is kind of a red flag that there's something going on.
0: Maybe they just dumped all the snow on us. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> what would they be were, the point? They were, they were
1: trying to stop us from recording. Oh, we were too close it. to the truth. Yep, they knew.
0: They, they knew. They just we were had the wrong. They had the wrong time frame. But yep. they were. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they didn't tried. know that we record every other week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: But I just thought it was weird that like Russia and other countries do this too, which makes me think that I'm actually, a lot of this stuff, I go into skeptical. This one, I think there's something, I think it's, I think it's in the middle. I think there's more going on there than meets the eye. Sure. But I don't think it's to the extreme that some of this stuff. Right. You know, like the mind control stuff. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. I understand how frequencies can affect people. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they're using this device to affect groups of people or or troops during war. I mean, is it possible they could? I don't know. One thing that I thought was interesting was that in a press briefing on April 28, 1997, the United States Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, commented on new threats possibly being held by terrorist organizations, saying that, quote, Others are engaging in an eco-type terrorism where they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes, all remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. And he would not be accusing other people of doing that if we couldn't do that ourselves. You know, the fact that he's accusing people, other you groups- believes it exists. Yeah. I mean, possible. he's saying that it exists because these other groups are doing it. So if these other groups are doing it, obviously we, we already are. do it.
0: Or we have the capability or we
1: yeah. And you know weather modification is possible to a point where you have cloud seeding and and that stuff but I just don't know I feel like they could persuade it to be a storm or sure. or get it
0: But actually manipulate where But it actually goes create a storm and and, yeah.
1: and drag it around to wherever they want it to go. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to It's I, hard to bite onto that. But. I
1: actually find the earthquake part very plausible. I think that is something that... I think that is something... It might not necessarily be hard, but I think that we would be able to create an earthquake.
0: I think that would be a lot less complex than trying to make a tsunami or a hurricane happen. Yes,
1: I agree. But I do understand the defense possibilities of adjusting the weather oh, sure. like like you they said, you, you could yourself. have a you could have a troop in the desert with no cover around them and you could hammer them with a sudden sandstorm. really bad sandstorm or, or rain thunderstorm lightning storm that they're not prepared for mm-hmm. you could freeze
0: you know mm-hmm. if you had
1: vessels on the sea or something you could freeze so they're not able to go
0: or a tsunami there's no way you can defend yourself against no that.
1: exactly so there there's a lot of potential for People don't realize how much the weather can affect
0: very a battle powerful. or something like yeah. that.
1: So I, I think that I can see why the Defense Department would be so interested in that. I just don't know if I think it's feasible. Are we capable of Are it? Are we capable of it? But out of all these, I really think that they could use this thing to create an earthquake. I think that's you know the frequency stuff. I think they could resonate the ground enough that they could form an earthquake. Hmm. The mind control stuff not exactly sure i once we get into the mind control stuff
0: i feel like that would be super hit or miss yeah
1: i'm fascinated by really? mind control stuff yeah. i really am so i'll dig into this a little deeper when we get into the mind control stuff because mind control stuff is fascinating and mm-hmm. scary and creepy and Yeah, and very super creepy scary. as far as bringing down the space shuttles i don't think so
0: i just i just i always go back to why yeah. why would you do that yeah I feel like there's other means. And to... if you
1: wanted, if you need, if you needed to test this thing, why would you do such a public display? Why not send up something else smaller? Unmanned. Unmanned. And why be take like, oh. down,
0: you know, yeah. basically murder people yeah. uh, in the front people, of hundreds of thousands people, of other people? When I
1: was looking at this, when I was researching this, the people that believe it said that this was a veiled threat to other countries about what we could do. That if we would do this to our own people... Think of what we would do to and you.
0: super veiled because I've never heard of it until yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, but these other countries would have known through spying and whatnot that what we were capable of. So that was basically a veiled th- a veiled threat saying, hmm. look, we're going to blow up our own people. And we're going to destroy you.
0: So we're basically Syria.
1: We're, we're, we're basically the bad guys, the, the super <laughs> yeah. villains. Yeah.
0: We're ISIS.
1: Uh, as far as the Mandela effect, I don't know. I completely buy into the Mandela effect. I do because of all the stuff that's happened to me. Yeah, you know, with the New Zealand thing, and
0: well, just uh, yeah, there's so many different possibilities uh, of what could be causing that. Yeah, how do and, you?
1: And there's, you know, I don't. I I believe that CERN would have more capabilities of creating something that would really screw up, you know, mm-hmm. reality. That I don't really think Harp could have that potential. Yeah, I mean.
0: I don't know. That's, you know, I just, this is a total, another aside. I saw an article recently that scientists discovered that there are like hundreds of black holes at the center of our universe. Oh, I totally believe that. They, uh, It's just crazy. Kurt's taking a drink of his bliss neuron.
1: I'll edit this out. <laughs> How's
0: your throat, buddy?
1: Better. <laughs> I'm just so annoyed. Those were so good until That's they had delicious. kicked in. And as far as harp causing Malaysian flight MH370 to crash, I don't really buy. We don't
0: that. even know what happened to it yet.
1: No, no, I don't. When they think, find I, it, I think that's just people saying, "Oh, something weird happened here."
0: Let's blame it on. It's got to be harp. Yep. Did they cause 9/11? I mean,
1: one thing that I didn't have on here that I probably should have, which is podcast talk for whoops I forgot to add it to the list (laughs) is the fact that people think harp is responsible for the strange sounds that people have heard throughout the world
0: oh yeah and
1: that I totally buy I think the trumpet sounds (laughs) yeah the trumpet we're gonna have a whole we're gonna have an episode I don't know if that would be a whole episode or one of our my favorite mini mysteries. yes yeah or that would be one of my favorite mini mysteries But we are going to be discussing that at length. I want to play sounds. Yeah. I want to actually play the sounds. We are going to be discussing that at length in the future, and a lot of people think that harp is responsible for those sounds. Okay. And I can buy that. I can buy that.
0: Sure. They're coming from somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what the hell are those things?
1: I don't know if you remember the Norway Spiral. I believe it was the Norway Spiral that had that weird video of that spiral that appeared in the sky that Mm -mm. they said was a missile that something was... It malfunctioned, so it went in a circle. But a lot of people said that that spiral happened because of harp. Uh, not harp, but Norway has its own version mm-hmm. of harp, as does Russia. And people say that that spiral was them doing some kind of experiment with their version of harp that went wrong. Hmm. So, what a lot of people say that those sounds are actually caused by harp, and I could totally see that. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about those sounds because that's fascinating. It is. Because nobody it, can figure out what the heck no, they're coming from no. or what there, they there's are. There's a lot of
1: theories, but harp is going to be one of those theories, and I can kind of buy that. If you're screwing around with the atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, with the ionosphere, you could be doing something that would create those kinds of sounds. Yeah. And as far as harp being a super weapon, I could see... I could see that. Absolutely. I could see. Yeah, I if mean if these
0: things are possible, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, a lot of people say that they believe that it's some kind there's no of defense against this. No, a lot of people believe that it's some kind of shielding device that if missiles were coming or whatever, it would kick up this this shield that mm-hmm. would, you know, prevent that from happening. Don't know if I buy that, but a lot of people think that. I thought this, the thing was really interesting about using it to push the atmosphere actually higher to mm-hmm. slow down incoming missiles. Like, I,
0: like just chunks of the atmosphere? Like I No, like, the, like, I, like, like the a balloon where you're, pushing, where you're
1: pushing through a rubber balloon and that entire area is rising. And that's what they're doing is they're able to direct that. Like if a missile's coming, they're able to direct a beam to where that part of the sky is that it pushes the atmosphere up to slow down that missile.
0: You know, it's, it's like a video game. It sounds like yeah. a video
1: game, like Missile Command. But yeah, so that's that's harp.
0: All right. Definitely more sinister than a musical instrument. <laughs> it's and, definitely and more an sinister than a person magazine.
1: I'm I'm not on the fence with this one. I am leaning more towards there is something, something going on there. Going on. But I don't yeah. think it's quite as extreme. No, I don't think it's the Swiss Army knife of destruction that life. all this thing is there. But I think that uh, I, think that's, I love that. I think that something is is they're they're doing something, mm-hmm. and we're not privy to that knowledge. Right. But I don't think it's necessarily death rays or mind control or
0: taking down airplanes for no yeah. good reason. And
1: well, anytime you have a couple of guys, a couple of drug dealers <laughs> wanting to storm a place because God told them, because to. God told them to, <laughs> you know that they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, so, it
0: doesn't add a whole lot of legitimacy <laughs> to it, though, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: no. What time are we looking at?
0: An hour, exactly.
1: Oh, we got time for more banter. and Oh, sure. Yeah, and a couple go questions. Go through the
0: questions yeah. and...
1: So that is Harp. What do you guys think? Do you guys think there is anything to these theories? Do you think that Harp is just merely doing experiments with the ionosphere? Or do you think that they are up to shenanigans?
0: And if you go to the open house in August, we want a full report.
1: Yes. Take as much video as you can. Mm-hmm. I would actually love to go there and check it That'd out. Be kind of cool, you know. That's one of the things too is that people said, "Well, obviously they're doing something there because they won't let anybody in to see it." And I think that's, I think that's, that's such poor a it's the same as Area Fifty One. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a military base. They're not going to let you go in there and, and take around. notes, wander around, take notes, <laughs> take pictures, take pictures, selfies so, in front of spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not a real logical <laughs> argument. No. But
0: the courthouse won't let you go in and just wander anywhere you want either I mean
1: I mean it doesn't sound like they've been really transparent with what they do but why should they you know
0: right and they were ran by the military for a long time yeah of course not yeah. I mean that's all classified stuff I'm yeah. sure although now it belongs to a university
1: yeah because the military wasn't getting enough funding mm. or as, consp- <laughs> yeah, as conspiracy the military short on money as conspiracy theorists say either the military got the stuff they needed from it, or they are actually still running it behind the scenes. Hmm. That's what a lot of the harpists University think. University is just the The, the face. cover. Yeah, that's what a lot of the harpists the mascot.
0: think. Hmm. Ooh, so, I wonder if they have a ma-
1: mascot. It'd be a little harpy. A little harpy? <laughs> a little harpy would be cute. I'd get a t-shirt with a what harpy. What is a
0: harpy? Like what, do you, what does it look like? Harpy?
1: Isn't that a... A fish? No. No, a harpy, What's a, harpy? Is, a harpy is like a mythical creature, isn't it? Oh, Maybe. Let me look it up here.
0: That should be the um, picture for this episode. (laughs) should be. A harpy.
1: (laughs) This is a harpy. Oh. Some kind of mythical female (laughs) bird creature with boobs boobs. and wings.
0: Boobs and wings.
1: I'm going to save that for later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So that's harp.
0: All right. Interesting.
1: It's it's interesting. I uh like I said, I got sucked down the rabbit hole pretty good with this one. Well, that's one. a lot of rabbit holes. And stuff. I really like sciency stuff like this. I liked reading the stuff about frequency, you know, extremely mm-hmm. low frequencies. I like reading stuff about the ionosphere and all that, but I didn't think other people would really want to. So I tried to keep this a little light on the science. Yeah. The so, slow
0: one over here got it. So. Yeah. The slow one. <laughs> A shorter picture. What, what's interesting? <laughs> what's he talked really slow? I have this sped up like three times. Um, what's really interesting is all the different branches that kind of lead off of this into other rabbit holes. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's. Well, connected yeah, you, to you it. go down
1: mind control. You go down weather manipulation. Mm-hmm. You go down Nikolai Tesla. Yeah, there's so much you can you can go down. So if the, if this interests you, Google it. Look for it on YouTube. You will get comfy. Get comfy. <laughs> settle in with a sandwich and a beer. And you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be busy. Cool. So let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. What's your opinion?
1: What's your opinion? And now, after that main topic, we are going to read some of your questions.
0: Without further ado. So are we going to read one or two? Probably two. Hang on. Okay. So what do you
1: think of the harp stuff?
0: <clears throat> I think it's really interesting. <clears throat> totally feeds right into conspiracy theories.
1: I though. think this is one people wouldn't like because it's kind of... Sciencey and blah.
0: Yeah, but look at the responses it got on the topic on in the strangers. That's true. And people who are into this might this might pull in a new listener.
1: True. Very true. Like I said, it's it's hard to tell it's hard to tell where to draw the line mm-hmm. with what you're talking about. Right. Because you're gonna either go too deep or not deep enough.
0: You don't want to go off in too many different directions no. too, because then it's like what the hell is yep. this podcast even about at this point? Yep. Paranoia plapper struggled with that once in a while.
1: So going into listener... Oh, I was also going to get back to you on the Ted Cruz slash <laughs> the, Zodiac theory.
0: Somebody posted on YouTube that if Ted Cruz were the Zodiac killer, he'd have to be a time traveler. Exactly. He was born... an alien or something yeah, like that. Because Ted Cruz
1: <laughs> was born in 1970. Which was after.
0: <laughs> well, you know.
1: So sadly, Ted Cruz is not the Zodiac killer, hmm. unless he is a Highlander, a vampire, Doctor a Who,
0: time traveler, or
1: perhaps John Teeter himself. Ooh,
0: John Teeter could
1: be John <gasps> Teeter. Like so it. sadly, no, he is. He's probably still a serial killer, but he's not the Zodiac. <laughs> he's not the Zodiac. He goes by a different name. Yeah.
0: He's the cruise killer. He's the Cruiser. <laughs> the Cruiser. <laughs>
1: Okay, now this week's question or questions. Okay, let's go. down.
0: That's for your listening pleasure (laughs) later. Tell me when you're ready and I'll stop making noises. Okay. (laughs) This is going to be a
1: short one. Okay. The question is, uh, um, ready? I'm ready. It's Oscar night. Who are you wearing? Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I can't answer that. I I can actually
1: answer that because.
0: I'd buy something at a thrift store and call it a day. I don't know anything about labels. I'm I'm, I'm
1: guessing that they're saying, what are you wearing on Oscar night? So if it is, uh, and Oscars were just recently. So on Oscar night, and it's on at what, like 7, 8 o'clock? So yeah.
0: PJs. Yeah.
1: For Oscar night, I am wearing a slate gray retro style, the Dr. Pepper t-shirt.
0: Ooh, yeah. And
1: I am pairing that with black and gray checkered flannel pajama pants. Nice. And depending on how cold it was, I may have been wearing a... Black and white checkered flannel bathrobe. That is what I was.
0: I can tell you what I was wearing. Not my podcasting underwear because those are just for podcasts. No, just podcast days. So I would have had on my gray sweatpants that are tight at the ankles (laughs) because my ankles get cold. And I would have had on some kind of t-shirt. I don't know. But I have a lounging sweater, as I call it. <laughs> it's a sweater that my husband Are you, are you Hugh Hefner? You
1: sound like Hugh <laughs> yes. Hefner, lounging sweater.
0: It's a sweater my husband bought like years ago. So it's huge on me and he never wears it. So it, it's like, yeah, it's my lounging sweater and probably some socks
1: because my feet are always cold. Very nice. <laughs> so that, that, is, that is who we were wearing. <laughs> my slate gray retro style Dr. Pepper t-shirt was bought at Walmart for $7.50. I think I got my sweatpants at Kmart. It's actually really comfortable.
0: I was probably wearing a dog named Lucy too. She was probably laying on top of me. Narnie
1: was probably laying. My cat Mm -hmm. Narnie was probably laying right on my side. I don't watch the Oscars.
0: No, I don't either. (laughs) Two
1: things that this is a little aside here, but it's banter time. Two things that other people absolutely love that I cannot stand are award shows. And superhero movies. I cannot, Uh, other than Deadpool and Watchmen. And Watchmen was only because I read the comic book back in the 80s and I really liked it.
0: I loved Man of Steel, but mostly because I love um, the actor whose name I can't think of right now. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Stalker. Stalker. No, I think award shows are super awkward.
1: I don't like award shows. I just don't. People
0: always say dumb stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's funny." I don't Did we know. talk
1: about this once on a podcast before? I don't know. Because I swear to God, we have.
0: Even I'm a huge music person, and I don't like watching music shows either. No,
1: I I just don't do award shows. It's uncomfortable shows. to watch. I was probably watching The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead was probably on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know that people. I remember people on Instagram were having Oscar parties. That's you
1: know. No, I don't. I just know. Can't.
0: I love movies and stuff.
1: I love movies, I, like I love music, movies. but I don't like award shows based on no. movies or music or TV mm-hmm. shows. So that's who I was wearing.
0: Sorry if we disappointed you.
1: Yeah. Sorry if it wasn't...
0: Dolce & Gabbana or... <laughs> Dolce it's the it's the only thing L- I can think of. No, Prada's Prada. Prada? I don't know. No, I think Prada sh- shoes. Do they? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> just... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, so... Everything I
0: buy is from thrift stores. There might be some brand names in there, but I wouldn't know.
1: Probably not Prada. It's probably like I love vintage stuff. Probably Prada, like some knockoff. (laughs) Next question. I'm ready. Okay, are you ready?
0: Anticipation's killing me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. Okay. Love your podcast. Thank you, Aww, whoever you are. Nice. Love your podcast. You are doing an amazing job. Don't beat yourself up over the Mora Murray episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you so Maura much. Murray. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you did great. Is there one topic you would like to do, but it creeps you out so bad you can't? This is for both of you. The
0: um demonic possession really bugs me. Like it freaks me out. It's one of those things that, and I've said this before, that I don't know if I believe in it at all, but it scares me enough that I don't want to mess with it in any way, shape, or form. Movies about demonic possession scare the living daylights out of me. Like, Yeah, you've always had a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So does
1: Joe. It. Joe
0: Horsmeyer, the co-host on the other podcast, he is really freaked out by it, too. Um. Just the idea. And I don't know that I could ever be possessed. I don't know. No, you we've and I talked, are those we've people. Talked about, we've talked about Can't this. Be, I, believe, I don't on think a I podcast. can be hypnotized. No, I don't no, think, you no. know.
1: We've talked about the hypnosis thing, I think, where I got hit. I was in psychology club in high school, and the, t- the teacher hypnotized us one day after class or after school, and I just freaked out. Did like your parents totally. know about this? No. I mean, I <laughs> totally freaked out. Like, I was shaking. I was crying. Ugh. It was bad. I mean, i I feel like there's... I, I'm almost sure we talked about this, but I, I have like yeah, some weird control issue on my mind sure. where I said, I've been good and drunk. I've been drunk, drunk, but I am never, I've never been so drunk that, you that I out don't know, no, that I don't yeah. know what I'm doing or no, don't realize either. what I'm doing. There's always, I need control. Yeah. I need yep. control. And I, that's why sometimes it literally scares me when I'm laying in bed to go to sleep because I hate giving up that mm. control and going to sleep. So I, I think, feel like I literally cannot be possessed because my mind has this shutter mm-hmm. that'll come up in a heartbeat if something tries to get in there.
0: I think I'm not, I'm not afraid of myself being possessed. I think it's the idea of somebody you know and love looking if, at you and, and you're looking at them and something else is looking yeah, back I've, at you. I've
1: thought about this. If we were on an investigation and I've one of us too. got possessed... Well, I if Zach Bagans I would, I, isn't there, we don't have anything no, to worry about. <laughs> that's not possession. That's <laughs> whatever that is he does. Chicanery. But if, if one of us got literally possessed, I think I would freak out really, Absolutely. really badly. Absolutely,
0: yeah. That's a ter- it's just a terrifying thing that something could come and take over your body. And So yeah, mo- movies about, they seem to be like my favorite movies, but, <laughs> but,
1: you're still but scared they of it. stay
0: with me for like days or even weeks afterwards. It's like something that I cannot think about when I'm lying in bed at night because it'll just, it'll keep me up. So that's a topic that I'd probably want to talk about it. I don't know. Maybe we did on Paranormal Palabra. I don't know. But it's one of those things I just don't want to dive too deeply into. Because it, if it is real, that is some terrifying shit. There. I, now we I have an still don't know episode. if I
1: believe it's real or not. I don't I either. Really don't.
0: I really don't either. Because then you have to believe in things like heaven and hell. I don't know. I don't know if that I believe in those things. So, what's what's your topic? I honestly
1: don't know. I know that we're going to do an episode about phone stuff, like strange oh, phone yeah. calls you and like we've story. talked about this in the past on the mm-hmm. podcast. I have a weird phone phobia. Like a weird not so much anymore. It's the old school
0: rotary dial. Rotary yeah. dial
1: where there's an where you pick it up and there's, there's an actual line. Yeah, where you're talking to somebody and they hang up and there's like a dead line and there's nothing there but like a hiss. I've always had like a weird Fear of that. Weird fear yeah. of that. Like you're um, gonna hear
0: something. There's I a lot of really cool stories about that. Yeah, so
1: we're gonna do an episode on weird phone calls and that yeah. stuff. And I I don't know if there's what anything that, that I would from? be too scared mm. or would be too disturbed to do an episode on. Gotcha. Um one thing I know that does freak me out, which is weird because EVPs don't. I love EVPs. I I'm too. fascinated by EVPs, but mm. There's something called ITC and I don't remember what it stands for but it's when and there's a lot of examples of this on on the internet where people like take a picture of their kids or something and in the background the TV is off but on the when the picture develops there's a face on the TV looking out hmm. and that creeps me out. It's like the yeah. visual stuff Yeah, there's like like a creepy It's like a face. visual EVP. It's like vi- it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because
0: it's transmitting through and an electrical device. There's it's people that auto- there's oh, people that
1: Put a camera facing a TV on static so that they're actually like recording them, recording themselves, recording the TV. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it, but does that make sense? No,
0: (laughs) I can't wrap my head around that at all. Let me look at ITC. I want to talk about my mom's Ouija board. Oh good, okay. I'll post a picture after this is released then. I am so tired all of a sudden. But since I'm off tomorrow, I might stay up late tonight. Nice. Like ten (laughs) o'clock. That's late for me. I'm also freezing. I can't wait to get in the car and turn my seat on.
1: Oh, I can't remember what exactly what they do. But it's like they're.
0: So they don't just record the TV on on you know static.
1: Sometimes they do, but there's also a way that they like put it through the camera or something like that. And watching those images, watching the static, freaks me out. Hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but I don't like that stuff. I don't like I don't like the faces on the TV. I don't I like.
0: Feel like there's almost an element of I don't want to say mind control. But you're staring at a static screen, focusing. It can yeah. get to be a little hypnotic after a yeah. while. Maybe that yeah. freaks and you out a little al- bit.
1: Yeah, and that's like allowing things to maybe be seen that, yeah, you know, you wouldn't otherwise see. Or it could just be you seeing shapes in the, you know, matrixing, matrixing. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's always freaked me out—the faces and the the TVs and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. But as far as something that I would be uncomfortable, oh, one thing that I'm going to be uncomfortable talking about is if we do an episode on Stephen Avery. And that's not sure. that's not paranormal, but that's just because that's too local and close to home, yeah. and I know people involved in, yeah, the, me too. in well, the whole thing. Of, yeah. But yeah, good mm-hmm. question.
0: If we do talk about Stephen Avery, we should do it on True Crime Crew, and you should come and be a guest yes, on that episode. Yes, totally, agree. totally agree. that's totally a local crime. Yeah,
1: and, and that's, a, that's a crime, so mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. question. Whoever you were, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for saying that the Maura Murray episode wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, because I still really don't like that episode.
1: <laughs> the highlight was the that
0: one that I did the research on. The, is the highlight real was uh,
1: the highlight was the steak burrito <laughs> recipe that was like <laughs> randomly inserted into the, the timeline.
0: Yeah, that was great. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I love so hard when. Yeah, I think so about we just that. brought
1: that up on the uh, in the strangers group. So thank you very much for the questions.
0: Yeah, that was awesome uh hour oh, oh, and 18 oh. so i'll do the ouija board thing okay. now so this is not going to be a regular segment i just happen to have something interesting to talk about so when is it, I, is it
1: us almost hitting the pig
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: you know you crazy. know you're in we you know you're in that. the country in uh <laughs> wisconsin when on the ride home from the podcast last time krista and i came around the corner or came up a hill and almost ran into a pig in the road the, the size, size of a like a VW beetle. <laughs> the size of a small car. She had to swerve.
0: I have never seen anything so big if in my life. If we would have died because it we I would have totaled a my car. Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> that, that, was, been, that was that was <laughs> that was crazy that was something else i
0: like, was actually really worried that it was gonna get hit because i mean pigs are cute i love animals so it
1: was a big ass pig
0: was, that was not a pig i think that's called like a
1: hawk i think or that something. was like some I kind I of know. creature we should probably just, <laughs> some kind of we should, weird hybrid yes i think it was like a cow
0: pig hybrid <laughs> or it was black I think it, it was, was the really beast of
1: strange. batavia we should we should do an episode <laughs> Ooh, on that we'll start an urban legend i <laughs> we'll like it
0: one. the beast of batavia
1: was huge
0: Oh, but anyway. Okay. So when I was a kid, I, my friend and I, my best friend, Nikki and I, um, did something really stupid that all kids do. when we played with a Ouija board, <laughs> but this wasn't just any Ouija board. This was my mom's Ouija board from when she was a kid. So we're talking, my mom, sorry, she doesn't listen. So she won't be mad. She's 71, right? So this Ouija board has got to be probably 60 plus years old. So she just stumbled across it the other day and she said something. I mean, she texted me and was like, oh, I found this old Ouija board. I wonder how much it would be worth. And my first response was, well, I sure as hell don't want it. She's like, oh, I was just going to ask you if you wanted it. (laughs) So I said that I would put it out there to our listeners. Now, granted, it has a little bit of water damage on one side and she doesn't know if she has the box. Sure, it's post- not blood
1: damage or something weird like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the soul of whoever. No, no, I don't know.
1: We'll give that away to our, at our next contest. You, yeah, you can have this. We could actually. You can have this possessed creepy asshole. I just Ouija feel board. bad
0: because my mom was going to sell it, so I feel like we should oh. either buy it from her and give it away, or somebody from our group if they're interested in buying it. Would anybody it. even want it? I don't know. It's a Ouija board. It's really old. I mean, it's Bagans, Parker Brothers or whatever. It's not possessed or anything. But if anybody's looking for a vintage Ouija board, it doesn't have the box, like I said, but it does have the planchet, and the board is in one piece. It's a little, you know, weathered around the edges and it does have some water damage. But hey, if you're interested or if you think we should do some kind of contest, if you don't want to pay for it, maybe we can do something like that. But just throwing it out there. I will post a picture of it on the strangers uh, page on Facebook. So that's that krista's for sale corner
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that, sounds, that sounds like someone craigslist <laughs> yeah
0: never mind take that back um yeah maybe this will be the segment where we talk about merchandise in the future yeah yeah hey there's a question if you guys wanted to own a piece of the strange sessions merchandise what would it be would it be a coffee mug a baseball hat a t-shirt, we want to get at just, like, one thing going and, you know. An inflatable Kurt?
1: We could try to get you an inflatable Kurt. <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: It would have to say the Strange Sessions on it somewhere, though. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll put a little poll on on our Facebook page just to see what people would actually spend, you know, five or ten bucks on or yeah. something like Plus, that. Plus, we
1: we'd we like to give them away as gifts. That would
0: be awesome when we have contests yeah. in the future to be able to give away yep. some merchandise, so.
1: We're gradually getting bigger each week with more people listening. So
0: Yeah, we get a group of strangers every week, and that group oh. gets bigger.
1: And once week. again, we just really want to thank you guys for listening. We know there's literally thousands and thousands of podcasts. Yes. And the fact that you guys literally. take your time and listen to us means the world to us. So yeah. seriously, thank you. You know, we kind of thought it would just be us and three or four of our friends, our good friends, <laughs> listening to it, and
0: the obligation listen. You know, you know.
1: And, and other five friends of ours saying, "Oh yeah, I listen to it," and they don't ever listen to it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that one episode where you yeah don't that ask one episode where talked about the weird
1: thing, the strange thing. <laughs> yeah, that one was good.
0: Please don't ask me any clarifying <laughs> questions because I can't answer. Yeah.
1: Them. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you, new listeners, for listening and for giving us a chance. If you don't like us, we get it. You know. We're not 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 everyone's cup of tea. No, and uh, there's other podcasts that are super popular that I tried and I just can't get into and I don't know if I'm weird. It's either
0: your flavor or it's not.
1: And we just just we just want to be your flavor. So hopefully (laughs) we are. Yeah. (laughs) So from Krista and I from the old school media studios. Buried in two feet of snow. Buried in rapidly melting snow. (laughs) Until next time. Stay strange. stay strange
0: this has been an old school media production executive produced by Kirk Konechny for more information and content please visit strange com.